Changes, 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 lots of changes in Anaheim. What will they all mean for the Ducks' future? Hit the music. Your Locked On Ducks, your daily podcast on the Anaheim Ducks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome, everyone, to Locked On Anaheim Ducks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, Jason J.D. Hernandez, covering hockey for over a decade, and this is a special weekend edition of Locked on Ducks, something that I wanted to talk about yesterday, but we talked so much about the game itself and about Eakins. We didn't quite have time to get to what I really wanted to talk about, which has become prevalent over the past couple of weeks, and that's all the changes that have happened in the front office. Before we get to that, A reminder that this podcast is free and available across all platforms, including Stitcher, Odyssey, among others. And thank you for making this your first listen of the day. All right, so in in case you missed it, the Ducks have made quite a few changes. They've all been very welcome changes to the Anaheim Ducks. Let's start with the big one. First, I don't know if you guys remember this, but... There was an all-star committee as far as who was going to hire the next Ducks general manager. And there was some pretty big names on that list. The committee, Michael Schulman, Aaron Tietz, Scott Niedermeyer, Paul Correa, and Tamu Solani. First off, those are all some pretty big names. We'll get to one of those momentarily. But let's talk about the players first. Tamu Solani who, of course, is probably one of the most beloved players in Ducks and really NHL history. Yeah, he he's that beloved. He's still beloved in Anaheim. I mean, he has a restaurant down in South Orange County. He has a quick-serve restaurant closer to Anaheim. He shows up to the pond fairly often. He was at the pond to congratulate Ryan Getzloff. So, yeah, He's still beloved, of course. And then you have two other names that are in there. You have some guy by the name of, oh, I don't know, you may have heard of him, Paul Correa, one of the best players ever. <laughs> I mean, Paul Correa off the floor, on the board, unforgettable. One, a- Another beloved member of the Anaheim Ducks. And Scott Niedermeyer, the captain of the Ducks when they won their cup in 07. Then you have a couple other names in there. Michael Schulman. This is a guy who was served as the chairman of the board for AAM, which is Anaheim Arena Management. He's also well known in the community, and he's been a top executive for a while now. So great to see Schulman on there as well. And there's a fifth name on that list, which you guys will hear a lot more of in the coming days. Aaron Teets. Yeah, I'll talk more about him in a second. So those were the five names as far as the search committee for the next general manager. And luckily, the Ducks found a gem in Pat Verbeek. And we've seen this story over the past week, but Pat Verbeek bringing all his expertise, being Steve Eiserman's right-hand man with both the Tampa Bay Lightning and the Detroit Red Wings. And Verbeek is excited. He is super excited to come here. I like this quote where he says, it's an honor and a privilege to be named GM of the Ducks. I also like that he said the Ducks are a championship organization with world-class facilities, and I look forward to working with our entire staff to build on the foundation in place to construct a championship team. 
our fans will be proud of on and off the ice. He believes that this could be a championship team down the line. And he's also said that he's looking at possibly making some moves in the trade deadline. It could be an active trade deadline. Also looking at some of the expiring contracts that are coming up. We're looking at Josh Manson and Ricard Raquel among two of the top contracts that are expiring. So there could be some moves made. Paverbeek isn't a guy that's just going to stand around and let things stand pat. He wants to build towards a future. Something else that has been pointed out by only a couple of publications is that he was also GM for the Grand Rapids Griffins, their AHL team. Something to keep in mind. He was instrumental in helping develop some of the young players for the Red Wings. He oversaw the gameplay in Grand Rapids. So he knew a lot of those guys. You can bet that he's going to have a hand in checking out some of the games down in San Diego with the goals. I bet he'll even be there for a couple of the upcoming games down in San Diego because the Ducks are on the road. And I believe that Verbeek is going to look at some of the young guys in the Ducks organizational system. I'm looking at guys like Braden Tracy and Jacob Perot, among others. So it's a bright future for the Ducks just in that regard from hiring Pat Verbeek. I thought this was an excellent hire. Bringing him on with his pedigree as an assistant GM. This isn't too far outside the box. It's only a little bit outside the box. At least the Ducks didn't go after someone that's already been a GM. Like, oh, they could have gotten someone that's been a GM. They could have hired someone expensive so to speak, that already has championship pedigree, but they went with someone that hasn't been a GM yet and a first-timer who has had good experience and is very good with development and has been good with some of the young guys. That's why he was so good in Tampa Bay way before, helped build that championship team, and was building something very good in Detroit. Look at the Red Wings. They're an up-and-coming team. They got a couple of young studs and Mo Sider and some guy named Lucas Raymond. They're a very good young team. There's some parallels between the Red Wings and the Ducks, but at least with Anaheim, he has the keys. He absolutely has the keys now to the Anaheim Ducks, and this was a great hire. Another really good hire that I kind of want to talk about a little bit is Scott Niedermeyer. He's joining the Ducks front office as a special advisor. This just took place a couple of days ago where he's going to be a special advisor to the hockey operations department. And this is the quote unquote enhanced role that is going to be in the front office. And here's what Pat Verbeek said about that. His winning culture and great hockey minds will help all of our players and staff moving forward. And this takes place just after Niedermeyer was part of that search committee that found Pat Verbeek his job. And you got to keep in mind, the Ducks have gone through a lot this season already. They've gone through the doldrums of starting this season. Then they had that long winning streak. And then you had Trevor Zegers coming in. Then Zegers getting benched. Then Zegers playing his lights out again. Then Zegers getting benched again. And then Bob Murray, that whole saga. And then Bob Murray, he had to quit because of reasons and then he had Solomon who was the interim GM for a while thought he would get the keys but you know what still a good move by the Ducks and also a great move to bring Scott Niedermeyer back also a great move was having Paul Correa answer questions and I thought this was kind of telling you know 
Paul Carrillo was out there in his Ducks polo. He was answering questions with the Ducks. This is kind of a nice sign of things to come. That Paul Correa is still involved with the team. And we're starting to see him come around more and more and more. There was a time where he was kind of reclusive. And hardly came out to any events at all. But now he's starting to come around again. And Ducks fans have to be super thrilled about this. Super thrilled. So I liked both of those. I mean, the Verbeek hire, the Niedermeyer hire. Yeah, Verbeek knows his way around hockey. Another name, Hampus Lindholm. He's also going to be a UFA this coming summer. So could Hampus Lindholm be moved? Lots of questions still, but at least they got a couple of really good guys there. And one other hire that I do want to bring up, and I will get to that after our only intermission. But first, let's talk about Built Bar, the best tasting protein bar ever. Now, my New Year's resolution is still going Thanks in part to Built Bar because I'm still eating healthy and still having their delicious Built Bars and their freaking fantastic Built Puffs, which are marshmallowy. They're fantastic. And by the way, as of this weekend, there is an all new Build Your Own Built Puff Box. So you could try some of those great flavors yourselves, like the lemon dipped cheesecake or my personal favorite, the churro puff. You can check out all those flavors at built.com. Use promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next order of Built Bar, the best tasting protein bar ever, covered in a chocolate fondue. And this is also brought to you by Bet Online, which is the one place that has you covered, the one place that we trust, and it's where the game starts. And this weekend, it is the Super Bowl. All kinds of props, from the halftime show to the anthem singer to even the coin toss. Bet Online remains the best spot for all your sports scores and news this season. And it's not just the football, it's not just the Super Bowl. You've got basketball, hockey, boxing, UFC, among others. So head over to betonline.net today to learn more about the trends and action on your computer or your mobile device. Bet Online, the exclusive online sportsbook of the Locked On Podcast Network. And please, folks, gamble responsibly. Don't go too crazy on the Super Bowl this weekend. Don't go too crazy on some of these hockey lines because there's there's some pretty good ones right now. One of my favorite prop bets that was up right now is what's it going to be more or less? The amount of points in the first half of the Super Bowl or the amount of goals scored on Sunday's action. That's that's kind of a heady one, but I like that prop bet. All right, so I've talked all about Pat Verbeek. You know, everyone's excited about that. The Samuelis, they're excited about it. I mean, he, he was really just the guy. Uh, this quote I liked from Samueli, who said, quote, The final decision was really challenging, but there were five finalists in the group. Pat really checked more boxes than anybody else. He had a broader set of skills and came from a great set of organizations with a strong winning culture, which we had as well. He matched our values, our ethics, our vision, and we reference checked that very carefully throughout the league to make sure he was going to be a match for our group, end quote. So something that I want to bring up right now, as far as that quote, because I had this one highlighted. He believes that the Ducks... When he said we had a strong winning culture, I think there's an acknowledgement that the Ducks have been in the doldrums the past three years. 
And even right now, they're still not quite there with a winning culture yet because it is understood that this is a rebuild. The Samuelis know it. Pat Verbeek knows it. Everybody knows it. It is still a rebuild. Despite the fact that the Ducks currently sit in a playoff spot, it's still a rebuild. You must keep that in mind. I mean, even before the season started, I thought they'd be in last place in the division. I'll I'll admit I had that. A lot of other people had that. For them to be winning right now in the middle of a rebuild is kind of a bonus. And if they make the playoffs, that's a bonus. So seeing the vision, seeing what the Ducks have in store, I think is going to be great for Pat Verbeek and also great for another new hire for the Anaheim Ducks. And this one just took place less than 24 hours ago. There was a name I mentioned in the first segment where I said he was part of the search committee. Well, he is now the club president, Aaron Teets, who has spent 27 years, all 27 years, with the Anaheim Ducks. He's been with the Ducks since the beginning, or practically the beginning. Aaron Teets is the new president of the Anaheim Ducks, and he will also overlook still the new OC Vibe Sports and Entertainment Complex, which is going to include the Ducks, the Goals, and the Rinks. And he's also still the president of the Irvine Ice Foundation. He's still a leading member in the community as far as hockey is concerned. And once again, he's going to make some good reports and decisions with respect to player and hockey operations personnel decisions. So he will also have a hand in some of these big decisions that the Ducks will have coming in the next six weeks. Yeah, that's how long we have before the trade deadline. It, it'll be coming up pretty fast, guys. It will. In addition to all his stuff that he's done before, he's been the president of business operations. He's led ticket sales. He was part of the communications department, community relations, fan development, marketing, merchandising, digital content, social networking. He was also their chief marketing officer for six seasons. This is a guy that has done it all. He is kind of that jack of all trades kind of guy and has a very broad set of talents that he's going to bring as the president of the Ducks. And I love what the Samueli said, quote, he has been an invaluable leader for the Ducks for many years, and we couldn't be happier to have Aaron and Pat guiding this team on and off the ice for years to come. So he was part of the broadcasting department, as I mentioned. He won an Emmy as a producer in live sports coverage during their playoff run in 2003 when they made the cup final versus New Jersey. He was there in 2007 when they won it all. So he's really been a guy that's pretty much seen everything. And I couldn't be happier for the Ducks to kind of bring a guy that I think deserves this spot. He has worked his way up little by little, and he's done the work. He's been loyal to the team for 27 years, and this is the reward. This is a big-time reward for the Ducks. So those three new hires, Pat Verbeek, Scott Niedermeyer, Aaron Teets, all great news. So what does this mean for the future of the Ducks? Well, this means a couple things. One, they're probably going to take a realistic look at the Ducks and say, you know what, this team is doing well right now. Are the Ducks a cup-contending team right now? 
Right now, they're probably not a cup-contending team. Look, we have to keep it honest here. If it's one thing I've always been with you, the listeners, it's been honest. They're not a cup-contending team right now. But they're at least a team that could scare some people in the playoffs if they make the playoffs. They could be a tough out. They still have a pretty good roster right now. And something else that the Ducks have that not a lot of other teams have is cap space. They have a ton of it. About $12 million worth of cap space. So, I mean, if they really wanted to, they could make a big splash in in the trade deadline. They could make an even bigger splash in free agency down the line. So, as far as that's concerned, they could get a big name down the line. But something else to keep in mind. You have these young guys that are going to be asking for contracts. Jamie Drysdale, Trevor Zegris, maybe Max Comtois. So you're going to have some guys that if you want them to return to the Ducks, they're going to be worth a pretty penny. Even Troy Terry. Troy Terry is worth more than the amount he's making right now. If you if you ask me, like personally, I think Troy Terry should be making much more money. I would say probably in the 6 to 8 range per season. And I think most Ducks fans, honestly, they would agree with that. With the kind of year that Troy Terry is having right now, and the kind of talent that he has. And we know he has the ability. With the upside that Troy Terry has. It probably wouldn't be a bad idea to lock him down super long term later on down the line. And to have that space would help. But I'm sure for these new hires. Especially Pat Verbeek. He's looking at the young guys that the Ducks have in their system. Their drafts the last few years have been great. I'm looking at Jack Bedini who could be a depth piece for the goals, but hey, that could help too. You have Trevor Zegris and Jamie Drysdale. They're going to get paid pretty soon. Then you have some of these other guys. You have, I mentioned this name, Jacob Perot, who, by the way, has scored a Michigan earlier this season with San Diego, just saying. You have Bryce Kendop. You have Braden Tracy. And another name that I got to mention, and this is someone that's done well with the juniors, Olin Zellweger. Olin Zellweger could be one of those underrated picks that could help the Ducks way down the line. So just looking at the future, it's pretty bright for the Ducks. And I think they got the right guys to really guide this ship for Anaheim. So that's my two cents on that. All right, we're going to wrap it up for this extra episode over the weekend. Once again, thank you all so much for listening. We will finally, finally be back with our regular shows next week. We'll be on Monday through Friday next week. And, you know, we got a road trip coming up. Not anytime soon, but we have a road trip coming up to Canada. So the Ducks will be preparing for that. We'll talk about the upcoming road trip. We'll talk about some other stuff as well. So stay tuned next week to Locked on Ducks. Thank you all so much. Don't forget this podcast is free and available across all platforms, including Odyssey, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, among others. You could follow me on Twitter at StimpyJD. This show's Twitter is at LO underscore Ducks. Thank you all so much for listening. It is greatly appreciated. For Locked on Anaheim Ducks, I'm Jason J.D. Hernandez saying have a great weekend. Please continue to be safe out there, be kind to one another, and ducks fly together. Mm-hmm.